Welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I am Calypso, and I am back because it's been quite a long time. And uh, welcome to Dead House Whispers. And like always, I'm joined by my other host, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. Yeah, it's been a while, and I can see there Wyvern Tabor in the chat. Hello, Wyvern, well, hello. it's been, hasn't it? Yes, yes, it has. It has been, it's been a, a while. Little... It's been a while. Copyright <laughs> strikes. <laughs> yeah, Wait, can that happen on YouTube now? Uh, yeah, YouTube? totally. You can just you can just like hum a little five seconds of a verse and you're gone. It's the weirdest thing. I need to be careful. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll zip it. We'll just get this going for the way it is now. Let yeah, me it's... recheck the entire back end because you know everything yep. has updated and we have not. Although we have been updated because Calypso, no. you have now listened to the radio play. Yes, I have. I have listened to you the were a radio few days play. late. I am very late. <laughs> a few days late. I've listened to the radio play. I've listened to, I've re-listened to all the other radio plays because I've had quite a long time to do so. And I've taken a bunch of notes because it's quite interesting. And props to Jack and Dennis for being great writers um, because the amount of foreshadowing is unbelievable within oh. these radio drama oh, just series. Wait. Oh, I'm <laughs> it's almost like there was even a better. plan. Hmm, was there like a 25-year-long <laughs> plan? <laughs> oh, I have to get us a background again, don't I? Ah, yeah, and I have to background. get a background eventually a again. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. So for those of you just joining us for whatever reason, uh, I'm Calypso, as well as Faceless Mike. This is Dead House Whispers. We talk about everything Dead House Sonata-related, uh, be it books, movies, games, podcasts, uh, radio dramas, etc., the old guard shirt there. And um, uh, for those of you who don't know what Dead House Sonata is. From the creator of Legacy of Cain and Eternal Darkness, Dead House Sonata is a narrative-driven action RPG in which you take the role of the undead and fight against the living. Visit us at www.deadhousesonata.com. That's dead, H-A-U-S, sonata.com. And two my favorite, one of my favorite. Legacy K is my favorite, but this is still my pride and joy. How difficult yeah, it is to get a hold of. Great, so great. Dude, a copy of that goes for like a hundred bucks, and that's just the CD. Dang. eBay. Yeah, man. I was gonna buy it for my GameCube, but I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on just a CD. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Oh, and a shout out of you heard it here first. Uh, for anyone following Deadhouse Sonata, you may or may not know I'm involved with the studio as well as a streamer. And right there now, we are on Twitter. If you go to at Deadhouse Game, you will also notice there is a Twitter community. Yes, that was recently set up. So go join the community because you're going to hear all the stuff there first. There and join the Discord. You go to the web house, yep. web the web house, the web house, <laughs> the web house, the dead house. Go to deadhousesonata.com, join the Discord where you can annoy me endlessly with lots of lore questions. It's really fun. There's been a lot of discussion. I don't know if you've seen today, Calypso, about the previous radio play and the anticipation of the upcoming one. Oh, I'm very excited for the upcoming one. I'm very excited for the upcoming one. Um, and speaking of radio plays, uh, I'll give my life updates later, but as far as the radio plays go, uh, the new one, um, the damned, what's the new one called? It's the damned, right? 
It's that damned Inquisitor, yes. That damned Inquisitor. <laughs> it's, I actually have the, yes, the damned. So, uh, last it's time, called I'm, Getting Your Comeuppance with Alaric yes, von Beller. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so spoilers for everything we are about to talk about. If you oh, have not yeah. yet listened to the radio plays, please do so. You can find them on Spotify or on YouTube. Just search Apple, that house on Sonata. Apple's as well. And on Apple now, finally. Now, and they it are took great a while. Radio uh, apparently, apparently, Apple are a bit finicky to get your podcast up on, but it's all sorted now and everything is updated. So, literally, anywhere you find podcasts, you'll be able to find it. If you haven't yes. listened to any of them before, Yep, if you haven't listened to them before or you've missed the episode of the new season, we will not be shy if you click off now and go listen to it because big yes. spoilers ahead. ahead. That being yes. said, we're going to get into it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, previously on Dead House Sonata, the Chronicles of the Grand Inquisitor of Alaric, uh, a bunch of stuff happens. Uh, there's a crazy crimson cult that rises up and decides to destroy uh, Thacia, the human empire from within. Um, and then at the very end, Alaric gets stabbed and he has to ingest vampire blood into his veins in order to survive. Because what do you do when you're about to die? Your whole fight or flight activates and you want to fight and you want to live. So to live, Alaric has to become undead. And he does. <laughs> there it is, ringed by salt. Waiting. If I were to let my own blood spill into the vat, it would be transmuted, no longer human. But what if... What if I were to carry out a transfusion of this vampiric blood into my own body? Would it kill me? I'm dead already. One last experiment. I, I have enough strength for that. I will gather the materials. And then Of the Damned kicks off promptly afterwards, immediately afterwards, when the city is still burning. Alaric is now a newfound vampire, and he's, he's coming to grips with what it is to be a vampire, how vampirism actually works, which is great in this. And we see um, the, the like, in, I guess, internal workings of vampirism and just... We're coming to grips with how it works as an audience, as well as Alaric is, which is a really great narrative uh, take on vampirism and how it works and everything else. Um, they kill the emperor or not, if we're uh, messing with Mike again. Do they kill the emperor? Uh, that, oh, look, this happened because they got me. They got me good. So we were discussing in the Discord one evening in regards to Deadhouse, and we were going over absolutely everything that we talked about. And then... I was saying, sure, when the Emperor died and someone who will remain nameless going, wait, the Emperor died? I'm like, <laughs> was that public yet? And uh, they were messing with me and showed me rightly for about five minutes convincing me that I'd accidentally spilled a bean. But no, oh, in the man. end of the last one, yes, he did die. Yes. I'm just yes, trying to see emperor, if I get a picture. The Emperor is him. dead. I, I can't damned enough because it's such a good episode. And vampirism works really I don't think I've ever seen vampirism work the way that it does in Deadhouse Sonata before. Scientific explanations of how vampirism works in other movies and crap like that. Um, but I've never seen it done this way. And how it works is when Alaric is is a, now a newly born vampire, he starts to, you know, because he's 
He's also a scholar and a scientist. He's like, let me experiment on myself. <laughs> so um, we learned that vampire blood is the actual controller of the inner workings of a vampire. Uh, uh, Alaric, I keep... Um, Alaric. Feels Alaric pulling to, of his, towards his hands of where to move and what to look. Um, he notices that all of his tools are completely useless now because he used silver and everything because silver harms the undead, but he can't do that anymore, so it blinds him. That it was not by any physiological process that I moved. No contraction or release of muscle fiber. It was the blood within me, no longer human. Simply by thinking of the movement I intended, the blood would leap within, compelling my dead limbs to obey. I reached effort, I was able to reach with trembling hand and unfasten the satchel. A terrible light poured out, burning the nerves that ran behind my eyes. The blood turned me away, compelled me to flee, but I forced myself to look again. I realized then that the satchel was lost to me. Um, it, it, like, if he looks at Silver for too long, it's like a harsh bright light. Uh, we learned that he wants to go get more vampire blood in the very beginning, but he previously lined it with a ring of salt and then the as he gets closer to the ring of salt, the vampire blood starts to act like don't go towards the salt so it physically pulls him back it's the craziest thing and then um after that we also realize that the, that the city is still burning alive and from the crimson cult the cult of crimson <laughs> are still at large hunting everything down so he has to escape so he goes down into the tunnels and then we get one of the coolest things ever and that's the visions of vampires what vampires see in the dark and it's like daylight only it's lined yeah that's so cool only it's lined um with silver and like it's a gray sort of black and white vision in the darkness making it seem like it's daylight like there's like you turned on a flashlight or something it's crazy it was we're not dark this time they were filled with grayish lights that came from nowhere and everywhere the stream of human waste squelched and burbled in visceral clarity. And though I could have chosen not to breathe, I found that prospect more disturbing than the greasy warmth that struck my nostrils and slid down the back of my throat. Um, and I love it, man. I love the vision of that. And, uh, and there's a lot of great little details from Alaric of, uh, of uh, like, like just how it feels. And I think he gets... He stabs him his arm to that in a second and uh, he doesn't feel any pain so he gouges it all the way through and he realizes that regular weaponry doesn't hurt him at all but if it's silver weaponry it probably will yep yeah he's slowly getting peace time what it actually fully means because for a long time he's been studying water vampires water liches water uh, like all of the different denzians of dead house and now it's got a oh i am one i can experiment yeah yeah it's very cool i love that 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 i'm a doctor let me experiment on myself because i'm finally a vampire and i can learn more about being a vampire it's very interesting take and i love the blood how the blood is literally the life in a way, it takes that the blood is the life. Like, do you remember what the ghoul said? Um, I don't remember what the ghoul said. I thought I wrote it down, but what? Did the, I've been, what did I've Paul been, I've been listening to this quite a lot. So there was a bit where 
before the end episode remember when he was examining the blood this was like a yeah. while back and he got mm. the vampire blood and he's like what is it and he says can't you tell and he opens it up he's a like, closer closer is it mm, vampire blood he says vampire he says how do you tell it? he says uh old curse three parts yeah yeah that's very cool. maybe we'll figure that we're gonna maybe figure we'll out what figure that means out. Yeah, <clears throat> I do love I do love uh, the ghoul. The ghoul has a name. It's Falk, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a little detail that a lot of people miss over is that the ghoul actually has a name because he names himself once saying Falk Ghoul. And then yeah. throughout the, just the rest of the series, Alaric just keeps calling him the ghoul. Because um, he doesn't believe that that's a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we could we could I could gush about the ghoul all day long. Um, we but, had the ghoul on for anyone. Yes, who we that. did. We did on a previous episode. I think our very last episode was Matt and Curtis, who was the ghoul. And hopefully, we'll be getting a vampire very soon. That's Mr. Falk <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. Falk to you. Now, here's the question I pose to you, Calypso. Hmm. Now that Alaric's a vampire, do you think we'll see the ghoul again? Oh, definitely. There's, there's, there better be more buddy cop drama now, officially, because. Alaric is now a vampire and one of the undead. So I can, uh, the ghoul or Falk having fun with that and just making a bunch of slide jokes or, you know, oh, now you're a vampire. Ha ha. <laughs> Must so, be nice. As, as we went through, you went through the bits where he becomes a vampire. He escapes. He escapes. He has to get goes, out of the city. Yes. So he, he goes down into the tunnels. And this is the, this is the best. I'm telling you guys. Please listen to The Damned if you haven't already. It's one of the best episodes. The tunnel sequence is one of the best things I've ever listened to horror fiction-wise in quite a long time. Um, There's even a little nod to the horror. In there. there is. We'll get to so that in a few minutes, though. We discover this whole, the whole thing with the Crimson Cult and the, the, the Crimson Sign and the Awakened is that um, perhaps they are more initially uh believed um and that whatever is going on with the crimson sign whatever that effect is it has a strange effect on the the worshipers or the awakened population um they have a constant thing of uh that you cannot dream um this one does not dream if you're an undead he doesn't, an enemy, dream, get him. Cult, he doesn't <laughs> dream get him um there's a lovecraft craft quote somewhere in there that which does not dream eternal lie or that whatever it's the famous thing. That, yeah, that, yeah, which, that is which is dead, dead for, can eternal lie for in strange aeons, even death may die. Yeah, so there's something I'm pretty sure that's going to come up some at some point. Um, but we learned that the Crimson Cult is there, like Alaric goes down there, he wanders through the tunnels, and then uh, we see that he stumbles across a large amalgamation of the cult <clears throat> standing in a weird circle you know chanting um varick pointed out that you can actually hear the chant that they're chanting very very faint you gotta really listen for it but you can hear it um, shout out to felipe for his amazing work on that like it, we always thank george and all the guys that have put in a lot of the work but a lot of the thankless stuff goes on in the background so like big shout out to jack and a huge shout out to felipe for their amazing work yeah, that yeah, gets done on and, that because all of that magic is the amazing film. Yeah, the sound, definitely the sound deserves it. is great. It's great. Like there should be sound awards or something for the audio engineering on this. Um, and we we see them chanting and everything, and then they uh one of them catches 
Al- Alaric, Alaric, and uh, is like, uh, oh, he does not dream. Get him. And then they start chasing him and he, they uh, they go, go after him. A woman of 60 years or something uh, described a fleshy on, woman of a about fleshy woman of years. about 60 years the one closest to me a fleshy woman of perhaps 60 years attaches on to alaric and like grabs him um and then he tries to swat her away and uh in doing so with his newfound vampire strength and overdoing it swaps off her head that's um simple mouths on the head and tendrils and like little legs sprout out and she starts to crawl towards him and bites his leg or arm or something. One of those, right? His arm. He, t- he takes a swipe at her. She bites his arm after he like, she comes at him and takes a swipe. He smashes her head ish. Yeah. It kind of gets smashed. And then he discovers that there's stuff coming out of her head because her head's not really gone. It's just like caved in and all like that. But the most of her head is still stuck to his hand. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it starts biting him, and it bites off his hand, and it, or his arm, um, like it falls away, and it's creepy. And we learn that the uh, the awakened are these creepy, like Lovecraftian blob monster, the thing, fleshy mm-hmm. tendrils, nightmare fuel. Like if you guys have ever seen the void, it's like the ending of the void. It's a little um, nod. Great to, film. Uh, it's a little to nod to the, the thing. thing. There is, um, there's just some weird, uh, gave me eternal darkness vibes as well with the, the, what the awakened look like. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like there's a plan (laughs) and, uh, no, it's, it's great. It's so great, but no, the awakened are wild, man. Like, um, I'm trying to, if you guys have ever seen some, there's some, there's a bunch of movies like Geiger stuff, very HR Geiger stuff for the awakened and they're wild dude. So Alaric runs and he somehow escapes and he crawls up the stairs and, and then uh, he comes across a barrier that he can't seem to pass. And it is a lich blocking his way, chanting, stopping Alaric to get out of the exit. And, uh, and then he's like, Oh, please let me pass. Please, please, please. And the the trick here is, is it the same lich from earlier in season one and later on in season two, or is it a different lich? I personally think it's the exact same lich because it has a connection with um, Alaric. And yeah, it's it's great. The lich is like, oh, yeah, you can pass whatever. (laughs) Okay, okay, buddy. (laughs) And then he gets outside. (laughs) <laughs> and then as he gets outside and the whole point is oh yeah i forgot to mention the whole point is alaric is constantly following a smell he is kind of like witcher three cents following a smell of like sweetness the sweetest thing he's ever smelled it smells like the best delicious pie he's ever eaten as a child all that stuff it's it's literally nostalgia and happiness in scent form and he's constantly following this and that's what's driving him along because one, he wants to get out of the city to save his own undead life. He lost an arm now. He's being chased by a cult. But he's constantly being drawn towards the best smell ever. Um, and as he uh, as he steps outside, uh, he gl- glares up at the stars. And once again, because he is now a vampire, it's like daylight. It's like a regular daylight day, but it's nighttime. The night sky looks like something out of Blade Runner well, it kind of it kind of hints at that a little whenever he's in the the, mm-hmm. the tunnels because he's like he goes yeah. to light a torch instinctively 
and then it was too bright. He put it out and he noticed, wait, I don't need this. He can yeah. see perfectly fine down there. Crimson Cult yeah. is some crazy body horror look. But yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's great. More so. Awesome. And uh, he's following yeah. the scent and he's looking at the beautiful night sky, which he's never really seen. I, I do love that, that that's a, a constant cliche or I guess trope of vampirism now is that your vampire eyes make things more make you see things that you did not see before how they were I think one of my favorite is that details. One? There's, a, there's a quote from uh, Terry Pratchett I, I think it's the Hogfather, but it might be in the color of magic. Is what it is. Like, I'm a wizard. That. I'm a wizard. I can see things that are really there. You know. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh, Alaric constantly gets caught on human uh, sensibilities. Yes. Well, there's a, there's says, a funny it takes, line. It, one does not easily for uh, forgo. What was it? Sixty years of uh, yeah, habits like breathing or, or something. Yeah, yeah, like I think uh, he he discovers mm. that he doesn't have to breathe anymore, but mm. it's a habit that he still does breathe. I think he catches himself at one point that he's not breathing. He's like, "Oh fuck, I got to remember to breathe now." Because that's I think he thing. does it out of comfort for himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, and then we and then uh, he comes out on top of a building. Like he he comes out. From the sewers, weirdly enough, on top of like a really high ledge, and he, re and he, he realized that he's slowly getting towards the ledge. And he doesn't want to, so he's fighting his own body. He's fighting the vampire blood that is now controlling his body, essentially, um, to not jump off the ledge. And he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to do this." And then he's like, "No, please don't jump." And so the vampire blood forces himself off, and then he falls Talk down. About fighting with your own body. Yep, or floats, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to die as I fall down, but then he lands softly as perceived vampire floating stuff, which is great. My right leg raised, perching my foot on the very edge of the tower. Let's look for a way down! I urge the blood, but there's no reasoning with it. Under greater compulsions than that which repelled me from silver, I stepped off the tower, unable to stop myself. Logically, I knew I was unlikely to be harmed, but one does not shake instincts accumulated over 60 years in a single night. I covered my face with my remaining hand, crying out as I fell. No pain. No impact. I lowered my hand to find myself upon the ground, the tower top far overhead. I had landed soundlessly upon my feet without trying, without it's it's, great, it's not it's not even as himself. bad as that. It's a case of like he's like uh oh, and he closes his eyes and he opens and he's underground and he's like what, what happened? Yeah, how did I go from <laughs> up there to down here? Oh, it must have been my body now. No fall Comments. damage for vampires confirmed. Yep, <laughs> and uh, and he starts walking uh, towards you know the scent. He's <clears throat> smelling it and everything, and he's trying to escape the cult too. And he real he stumbles across an area where the cult has previously been that it leads the, the smell leads him to this area. Some of the fleshy bits are still along the now destroyed village. Um, there's chains rattling, which I initially thought was going to be a wraith showing up. Um, the wraith that he killed in uh, previous season one, I thought that wraith was going to show back up because of this is on that, but I was wrong. Wrong. Um, that the cult was there superhero landing for revenants please yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> um and he uh follows the smell and it leads him to a barrel 
And he's like, oh, okay, this must be like the best wine ever. So he opens up the barrel and realizes that the sweetest smell ever is a little girl who escaped the chaos and massacres of the Crimson Cult and the undead and the ravishing of Stacia and hidden a barrel. She escaped and uh, that was the smell. It was her blood that was leading Alaric there the entire time. Uh, and and it horrifies him and shocks him. And oh, hello, Gil. And it horrifies him and shocks him in the in the most uh, humanly way possible. And he drops to his knees, realizing that he is now a vampiric monster. He doesn't want to be, but he is. And he is Alaric the Damned. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it's so good. Dun, it's so dun, good. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Was it Wraith uh, when falling should just pass through the world's surface and then float back up to the surface when they jump, jump from a high distance. distance? Oh, like a bouncy, like a bouncy. <clears throat> what do you call it? Through the floor for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can I mean, see it like that. You can see yeah, it be, it'd be weird and floaty. So there's parts to that as well. Like he totally ate the kid. He totally ate the kid. That's oh, no, he totally ate the kid. Because he dropped to his knees and prayed. He says, for the first time in my life or death, I prayed. Like talk about an impactful, like, yeah, that's yeah. how he ended. But he, he totally ate the kid. I know he totally ate the kid. I yes, would so. like, I would, I mean, it's it's expected that he eats the kid. That he, I, have, I have a feeling he's going to black out, wake up, some further than where he is and he's going to be have eaten the kid but he's going to traumatize traumatize it from his mind and like black it out from mm -hmm. his mind that he did it and then later on it's going to be revealed that he ate the kid when he's struggling to not drink the blood because the blood is the life because like That's when you take a look at the start of this one of the things that people like miss over because like a lot of people glance over this because like we're so excited whenever you first started because it had been so long since we got a radio play he had the visions of the red lady. I I so missed that. Was, I, I, I she was, was controlling. Someone was controlling things from behind the scenes. Mm. And so was, as you pointed out, the Lich. Yeah, I definitely think the Lich is going to be a big player here. Because uh, like we get a vision. We get a vision of it. You get a that's look. That's three times he showed up. Or it, or she, or he, or... That's three times the lich has showed up. And don't forget what the ghoul year. said. Do you remember what Falk the, said? Uh, we are two like yes, we you. Are two. Yeah. Which means that Alaric wasn't alone. Mm. So uh, it's so great, man. And that yeah, the red lady was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um totally not going to be uh yes. used for bait. Yeah. I'm I'm dreading what'll happen to that later on down the line, but we'll pretend that's not going to happen. My my other prediction, my other prediction is that Alaric won't eat the little girl, and that he'll adopted daughter her Witcher three style or Witcher oh, style. Oh, that'd and, like, be cool. Carry her around like lone wolf and cub, carry her around or whatever, um, as the <sighs> human companion, and that's what if his. He trains her to be a vampire slayer. Yeah. Right. Now... Like he could still help Thacia, even though he is a vampire. Yeah, even yeah, and like that's Ooh. that's what that's another thing that I would like to happen. I know it probably won't, but that'd be cool if he adopted daughter her at least for a little while before you know it's because it's dead house now. Tragedy happens, she dies somehow or something. That would suck, but like that'd be cool <clears throat> if he tried to. Kill
carry you around as like the I'm not gonna care, even though I really want to eat you as like a uh you know like a, a nicotine sticker for that smoking habit, you know. Except that it next would time be Alaric and the kid, she is already an old lady. That'd be a cool twist too. That'd be oh, fifty years have passed. <clears throat> now the little girl I rescued in the from the bear one is now an adult, and I'm going to eat her now because she's old and dying from. <laughs> what if Alaric turned her instead? Oh, then you would have a Claudia, a Claudia incident from like Interview with the Vampire. And I think it's like typical vampire rule that you don't turn kids; you just kill them. Maybe yeah, but you're not meant to turn old people either. And look at it. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that too. I'm, I'm 60 like, years old and I'm now a vampire. Holy shit. <laughs> it'll be wild because I don't think anyone would expect an old vampire. Yeah, right? I didn't expect you know, it at all. Great disguise. There's loads of foreshadowing. There is loads of foreshadowing, people. Come on, uh, we were dice wild. rolling for years on whenever the first Chronicle came out. It's like, yeah. okay, he's joining Dead House somehow, right? Yeah, it's That's the happen. only reason we could possibly be hearing about this because there's something to do with Alaric joining Dead House. Okay, dice roll. Come on, give me a yeah. vampire. Give me a vampire. Have a, come on, Revenant. Come also, on, you know, come on, Lich. You know? 18... Uh, the, the, I've also noticed in my re-list in that it starts off in 218 mm -hmm. and of the damned or the damned takes place in 222 so 18 19 20 21 so like five years have passed since Alaric has kicked off this I'm fighting the undead for the human empire to be fair and we do, we do a lot Crimson of jumping cult. around we do a lot yeah, of jumping do. around because like there... it's not like he built an army of whites, even with all the inquisitors in a week. Like it's not yeah. like you know no, that, it's been that like took months time. or years or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so I took a couple notes on like some of the foreshadowing that I managed to get before we started this episode. Um, and of vampires is a giant like bing bing, here's the green light. The first episode is vampires. I wonder what's gonna happen next. Um, and I noticed that Al Alaric is a giant bumbling buffoon. Because he loses his satchel and tools in the first encounter with the vampire, he's and lost them forever. Every, now. <laughs> every uh, forever he loses it. Um, and in every subsequent episode, something happens with his tools or his satchel. He always loses them. He always forgets <clears throat> them. He always just somehow bumbles and messes up. That he is just a klutz. Um, the revenant, except in, uh, for the except for the revenant one where he was smart and ran. Yeah, where he was smart, and the uh, and the wraith <laughs> one he he has an alchemy bomb. Um, yep. And of Revenants, Alaric, for, Alaric wants to study the undead. I think that could be the first episode that he's like, oh, I want to study these creatures, but I don't know. Uh, again, like he could. Um, the same Revenant shows up later in of whites um, or of one of the episodes. And then those whites kill the Revenant or at least stop him for a little while um, yeah. in that episode when the, the whites show up. Uh, when he's talking to the leader of the Anai um, in Of Hope. Alaric says uh, something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, Thacia will fall only over my dead body. That's what he mm. says with uh, with uh, Venduk. So yeah, what Venduk. we have is uh, he says, we do this or Thacia will fall. And Venduk replies to one of my favorite quotes, the fate of all empires is to fall. But they never see its face. I have no time for riddles, Venduk. The fate of the Empire depends on my work. The fate of all empires is to fall. Not Thacia. Not while I draw breath. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, like, not Thacia. Uh, not while I still draw body. breath. Yeah, there. Um, yeah, well, uh, of, liches, 
Funny, funny lich... you mention that, Alaric. Yeah, right. Funny exactly. <laughs> uh, when the lich in of liches, when uh, he's encounters the lich. Now, this could just be me reaching here because liches are creepy undead monsters, and when they um, possess you, I'm sure you lose all sense of self. But but um, as Alaric is wandering through the woods, and he comes across only like people who come in contact with the dead or something like that can witness or see yeah. or something i guess um lost uh, souls normally lost anyone souls. wandering through anyone wandering through a forest like this is the real life one we haven't heard much about way it works in yeah. Deadhouse, but i would um, imagine it's they're kind of like a weird version of lost souls or fairies and people that see them are attracted by them because it's a bright light in the forest and they follow it and it leads them to their death yeah or leads yeah. them to get lost um, of uh, uh he he says in of liches he's, again i'm paraphrasing him something like i felt my skin deaden and grow cold now that could just be because the lich was possessing him or something or you know just another very faint foreshadowing moment of course when he discovers the vampire blood and starts testing it the blood constantly crawls towards him and tries to push towards him and everything um, again uh, another foreshadowing moment like there's a lot there's there's even i more put the i put the, details. the lich one down as uh when his skin went cold and all like that i think that was like legit the fear of death that oh, was no, death touching him like yeah and the other foreshadowing which is not foreshadowing because it happens like right before it was whenever he gets stabbed and he's going up to the ghoul and he says, you fear you will die. He's like, oh, I've been wounded. He's like, you, he says, you fear you die. You will. I can smell yeah. it. Death already ripens in your rind, which is yeah, beautiful poetry. So Absolutely. Beautiful alliteration. Death already ripens in your rind. Isn't that a fantastic? That's way such a great quote. That's so Shakespearean. <laughs> oh, Dennis. Oh, Jackie, spoil us. Fairy um, rings in forests are portals to mini dungeons with loot confirmed. <laughs> I don't know. There's a few more I houses mean, to go. So, oh, gee, uh, I don't want to. I don't want a mini map. What do I do? Follow the Willow Wisp. Um, don't. There's a, there's a, oh, don't you play the Blood Omen. Yeah, follow <laughs> the Ignis Fatuous. Oh, it lights, lights the, the path. Hell. <laughs> lights the uh, that's there's um, yeah, there's uh, crap. I had something there, but no, there's a there's a lot more little foreshadowing bits. Mm. Um, in of nightmares, there is a bunch. One of my favorite episodes in of nightmares. Um, there is a bunch of the the uh, crap. What what are the knights called? The Knights of freaking the Burning One, the Lucid, the, the Lucid Templars. Oh, the Lucent, the Lucient Templars. The Lucient Templars. So there is so much Crimson Cult beginnings and. But don't forget Lucient nods and because hunger. you've got Lucient because light. So they're the light because they yeah, worship the light Templars in the darkness. Yeah. Elsevioth um, and the burning the, uh, one. Remember Zeus? The fetid prince. Yeah, Zeus. A total rip <laughs> Zeus. The fetid prince. Uh, something I I liked that I didn't notice before was that, and I thought it was a really great, uh, like, typical Judas vampire, like, hint, I suppose, unless I'm reaching again, is that the fetid prince, instead of having red eyes or gold eyes, he has silver eyes. I like the two silver coins. Mm, I wonder. All vampires so, have the glowing red eyes, except the fetid. Yeah, except prince. the fetid prince. Mm, but uh, but no, I, I love I love that. But like, there's there's a lot, and I think that's that's like if you guys are gonna re-listen, like I did, 
definitely be on the lookout for foreshadowing now that you know that Alaric dies and becomes a vampire because now it's super on the nose you know before it was just i don't know maybe maybe not but now it's like oh yeah i was there from the very vampires episode um it's awesome it's awesome i'm just a massive fan of the fetid prince this is how yeah. elegant he like as he's dueling with the burning one and of nightmares not only is he like fighting well but the quips back and forth are just yeah amazing. there's so many good like lines <laughs> that they're boasting from each other it's awesome it's great like uh the fetid prince um the voice actor is also on youtube somewhere i can't i can't remember his name for the life of me Cabo sorry excuse me foster Cabo foster that's his real Legend. voice dude dude legit has a golden voice that could read a phone book and have it sound good um <laughs> Ironic now that I was the one suffering. Not anything as pedestrian as physical pain. Rather the cruel jab of impotent anger. The hunger for revenge. To be and, honest, uh, I would legit just pay. Like, I would actually yeah, pay I'd money pay. to do, like, a podcast. Or even just sit having drinks and listen to all the guys do their character voices. Just having a discussion in their character voices. Like Victor oh, yeah. and Soren and Alaric and the Gaztak and Falk and the Fetid Prince. And it would just, it's just, wow. Like, the, yeah. everyone has brought such amazing talent to it. And I like, uh, I know George, George, I know you listen to these, so feel free to, you know, spill the hey, beans George. on what's coming up next. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, web house, a spider based horror house to specifically scare off Bishop. Yeah, I would, <laughs> Arachna house, I would, I would uh, hate that house too. Um, and it makes me wonder like, this new episode, The Damned, gives us a lot, apart from giving us a lot more insight onto what, how vampires scientific. Um, I love the Crimson Cult and the body horror aspect. I like how it gives a logical explanation to vampires on one side, right? I'm looking yeah. forward to what we will learn of the Crimson Cult because there's obviously logical explanations. Like a lot of what they're doing seems like nuts. It doesn't make sense. But there is clearly a logical reasoning to all of that and how that goes forward. I'm looking forward to see how that develops and what way this implies because remember one of the last things the ghouls said to alaric and it's something alaric only understands and finds out after he's become a vampire is like our war was never with you yeah yeah and uh and alaric brushes off the the cult like it's nothing oh it's a handful I, I think, of people i think yeah it's a handful the cult shows up crazy early on like I swear mm -hmm. in like the second or third episode. Um, it's almost like well, it's written in the start cult. of the Necro in the Seven Sons and Twilight. Yeah, like that. It's I swear they show up in in one of them of Whites of Morsels Bloodlines. One of those episodes. The yeah, I think it's in up. the. I think it's in the White or episode. His name dropped. It's in the white episode where he gets summoned. You know, the white kill the guy comes yeah. into the room and the white kindles him by spinning his head around <laughs> and stuff like that. The <laughs> emperor stuff. called him because the emperor specifically instructed him to investigate this crimson cult that he'd heard about. And he wanted him yeah. to go look it up. 
yeah, I yeah. actually Don't... like that the episode with Alaric as a child pre-Empire hints at how it used to be and how ha- Alaric helped change the ways of the vampire also. Normal zombie confirmed. You know, zombie, yeah. like, I don't want to say ghoul. What would be the correct term? Like uh, not a full zombie, but like an undead. Like it's not a vampire, but it's not a ghoul in the way we yeah, think of a ghoul. It's, it's I... literally just an undead. Well, I uh, I was under the impression that Alaric's dad turns and becomes a, a vampire, but like a mindless one. Or um, because his father was found drowned by a river or something, right? Mm-hmm. That he's a, a of monster. Yeah, you know, there could you know, be like what Witcher, we Witchercraft like... here, but like something yeah. like that. Oh, like... you know I'm the one for that. Oh, I you know, I know. So that's that. what I was thinking. But, um, that's what I was initially thinking. Yeah, something like that. But see, That's problem with Strigoi like is that mundane undead, like as in yeah. just like zombie, like not using the word zombie, but you know, basically someone who has died and their corpse has been reanimated. They don't yeah. fall into one of the special seven, but they're still a dead. And yeah, undead. see, Strigoi from the strain. See, Strigoi and the strain are just fam- yeah. vampires, and it's like another. No, but isn't there two types? Vampire. There's ones there in the is, strain where there's there, ones there is, that are like turns that have the little worm thingy and then ones that yeah. don't or something. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a strain. It's all like a parasitic worm or something that turns you into hmm. a vampire. And they, it's it's Guillermo del Toro vampires, hmm. but Strigoi, which I think in like ancient, in like old Russian or Czech or something, it translates to roughly like ghoul or demon or whatever, but they repurposed that for Strigoi to mean vampire in the strain. In a lot of strain. Eastern European and Slavic cultures, yeah. Strigoi is a type of demon, monster, undead. Yeah. Not quite a vampire, but not quite a zombie. No, Romanian Strigoi is undead. Okay, Rom- uh, Romanian mythology are troubled spirits risen from the grave, so... The only difference is they drink vamp. They're they're mm. vampires essentially. Oh, mm. they are attributed Undead. with abilities to transform into an animal, become invisible, and to gain vitality from blood of their victims. Okay, so Strigoi are just Romanian vampires. Uh, no, undead. So, undead. Undead. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, thank thank you, uh, thank you, Lilith. Great name, by the way. <laughs> um, I highly recommended the first episode of The Strain. The show sadly slowly goes downhill from there. Slowly, but it does become worse in later seasons. I recommend the oh, first don't start about this. Three, <laughs> Calypso's per- the first Eve. three seasons. I'm I'm gonna go on a tangent of the strain for a second. The first season, baller, banger, great season, perfect from start to finish. Second season, it's okay. Third season, it's okay. Fourth season, just don't watch it at a boring, <laughs> pedantic, repetitive, annoying, slow, terrible god-awful thing i've like on tv out of a out of a show ever do not watch the strain season four one through three cool then just read what the ending is on wikipedia or something and that's all you need (laughs) you don't need to watch the show they should have killed the kid haven't be done with all right i'm done (laughs) the first first season of the strain is perfect television from start to finish hands down i remember calypso's description to me when i told him i was watching it and he said it's really good i'm like i feel bad for the kid it's like no you're gonna hate him soon you're gonna hate him later (laughs) you're gonna hate that kid like dude episode one holy moly like 9.5 out of 10 last season maybe a five out of 10 no not even a five i'll give it to you 
Just so <laughs> oh God, it was so boring. I, I haven't so watched it. Boring. It was I like walking watching at the end of like season you know, three or four. You know when Walking Dead started to get bad? That was season four. <laughs> like, but <laughs> worse. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, but uh, regardless of that, uh, yes. I think I back to Malora. I wonder. See now because. Because Alaric, I love that he was experimenting on himself and like stabbing himself in the arm um, to understand, to find a pain threshold and to see how it works and everything. We get a really cool description of when the knife is physically in his arm, he feels the blood coursing around the knife yeah, like it's it not even around. there. It like yeah. diverts around. What does he say? It diverts yeah. around the blade. Some, yeah, it's something. It's wild. So that it's not crazy. a drop is spilled. Yeah. And then when his arm gets chewed off by the thing lady, um, the head monster that it really quickly closes up like there was never a hand there in the first place like just a, a mangled stump so now Alaric is missing a hand or an arm forearm hand oh, I think it's we brought hand. that up Ted brought that up earlier it's like you'd expect instant regeneration that's what, what if, I thought too. what if vampires don't have instant regeneration that they actually have to force it so he has to think like look at his arm and go like heal is to will the blood to heal it to heal it I because see, like I maybe these things aren't like automatic my other my other thought was um he's gonna get a really cool silver gauntlet hand some limb there that's controlling it magically or something i don't know or it's gonna be a really cool blood hand because there's no flesh on it he just forms it it's like a really cool blood hand that he kind of helsing his ways with the arm and it turns into other weaponry and like swords and stuff. That'd be cool. But that's a stretch, <laughs> especially for a newly born Alaric vampire. I'm expecting you can use blood or when you feed on blood, you can regen limbs as a vampire. Yeah, that's so, an interesting idea. Yeah. So maybe episode two of season three is going to start with Alaric killing the kid and regenerating his hand. Oh, and here's George. Play. Hello. Oh, George. Alaric is not a white Calypso. <laughs> I mean, how cool would that be, though, George? We've got Alaric like, in the chat. Tell hey. us. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like. Imagine, imagine this, George. Without spoilers, maybe I don't know. Maybe a spoiler. Um, <laughs> Alaric wakes up in in, uh, in episode two, blacked out. His hand is back, <laughs> and the dead girl's body. Oh no! I have my hand back, but I killed the little girl. Like that would be pretty sweet and sad at the same time i still want a lone wolf and cub um bonding session pitch it for to baby george yoda, we've got george baby here yoda mandalorian all right everybody spam george for questions <laughs> no it, pitch it to george calypso what you were saying earlier you know you want your lone wolf and cub oh yeah yeah okay so i want my lone wolf and cub. yes so alaric finds a little girl right instead of killing her he takes her on as his little adopted daughter Witcher 3, Lone Wolf and Cub, Man Baby Yoda style, right? Mandalorian. Um, carries her throughout Malorum and uh, and trains her to be a vampire slayer. And like, you know, and she's sort of like his nicotine patch, like a withholding thing to trains himself to not still eat people. Like his or still blood. connection to humanity. So if he takes care of her, like he's still human. He hasn't become an undead. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he's trying to fight to that some of the humanity, but the vampire blood in him is urging him to drink the little girl. Or uh, even worse, the Calypso protocol: the girl is a mindless zombie shambling around the cellar. 
God. I don't know. Because, like, isn't it really funny? You're talking about foreshadowing, right? And we get memories of Alaric hiding and his father trying to find him. And then later on, he becomes the one looking for the child. It's wild. Wild. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It starts off with him as a little kid. And now it's a reverse situation. So what happened when Alaric was a kid and that zombie father of his walked back in while it got killed by the face. All right, Alaric dies in yeah, episode the face two. Yeah, the empire came in and helped. <laughs> Alaric dies confirmed. I mean, d- dies or uh, just goes into the freaking spectral realm, spectral plane. What's the essential uh, plane? Of That's that, what it is. You, you bring up a good topic. Did he really kill the race then? I don't think so. And that's why I thought the Wraith was going to come body back. And it yeah. That's why I thought the Wraith was going to come back at the end through these chains rattling and like, and, and he feels something strange. I was just so going to say there, Tim, everything in Dead House is connected. That meme with the guy with the red string all over Varric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, I, I think, think I'm okay saying Alaric doesn't, Alaric die, doesn't in die in episode two. Yeah, he died in episode one. <laughs> yeah, he died in episode <laughs> one. Technically, in the last season. Yeah, in the last season. That's when he died. <laughs> we can't, Alaric can't go away anyway because we need George. Yeah, exactly. We need like, George. What are we going to do without George? Unless George is like, okay, guys, I'm going to kill myself off and just direct it from here. Get a new, get a new Alaric. The wraith, the wraith just buggered off, you know. Ah, no, my one weakness, essential oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, oh no. Bath and body works. Oh no. <laughs> he got he he got he got flambeed in that wraith fire thing. But then again, that that was the sound. Remember when he opened the crucible? He said yeah. it was the same sound the wraith made when it got set on fire. Mm. So well, yeah, because that was um because the wraith is just pure essential energy. And so is uh, the crucible is is like there to trap essential souls and stuff like that. The wraith just the wraith just uh, fleed fleed the aether bed bath and body and beyond are like yeah. Um, I <laughs> to see, the beyond uh, section. That's what the beyond section. Is. Yeah, that's what the beyond section is. <laughs> beyond. I the think beyond. Uh, the wraith. I do like that detail in the the wraith episode in coming back and um, Alaric notices the bodies of the the people that were the humans. Uh, were flayed like total Hellraiser style. I love it. I, I want to know what that's the, about. Wraith to come back. I want yeah, more I want details than that. I want to know what that's about because they were all identical slash marks, like like yeah, like slashes from there's what did he say it was like barbed wire or something, but yeah. they were all like almost symmetrical or something. He said it was the exact same. I was yeah. like, ooh, what happened? I know. See, now there's just so many questions, and that's the problem with these freaking radio dramas is, one, George, you're not putting them out fast enough. I need them now. Um, and two... See, the damned. Yeah, the damned. And two, uh, like, they're, they they do that. They, they hook you in really well, and they leave you on a really good cliffhanger to where you want more. But I hate wanting more. I just want it now. <laughs> Whenever we get it to a cliffhanger... The first thing that comes into my head is like it stops and it always stops on a beautiful point because they know that how to end oh, amazingly. Yeah. Totally but I just get it. like the Jojo to be continued arrow thing coming into my head as like oh, dang I it, watching more, finally. more. I finally started what? watching Jojo. I finally started watching Jojo. Please I tell caved. me you're watching from part one. 
watch uh, yeah. Empire Crawl. Yeah, yeah. I know there's no like ten skipping. different parts or something. I know. You're watching it or reading it? Watching it? I'm I'm watching it. I have I don't have the tolerance to read manga. Are you watching it on Netflix? Yes. It is all on Netflix now. Are you watching it in Japanese or English subtitles? I'm watching it. I'm it? watching it. And I'm dubbing it because reading subtitles uh, hurts my eyes. Don't don't like, tell Sundowner or any of I know, the rest of them. They I get know, angry. People get no, really my, angry my, at that. My friend finally came <clears> me in to watch it and like, oh, you got to watch it subbed, man. And I'm like, yeah, but it hurts my eyeballs. And like, I'm fine with watching it dubbed. <clears> the problem, <throat> the problem with watching JoJo dubbed is that every voice actor on the planet who's done anime the past ten years. Is in freaking JoJo, and I hate to be that I fair. Know they go all. through a lot of characters. Oh they yeah, go through a lot of characters. Remember when the episodes were only ten minutes long? <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> this season's going to kill me. Eep. Well, honestly, like, I love the longer yeah. episodes, but I do, I do miss the five to six minute really quick. We are talking about this class today. We're going to go over its features in a dramatized radio drama style. Oh, does, does Calypso want to go back to the, you know, an introduction to Dead House with Alaric von Beller? <laughs> yeah, man. I I think George should do. I think George should do the uh, the the gameplay trailers, like uh, spoiler. Well, not spoilers. Everybody for everybody out there who I may have linked this podcast to in the Hunt Showdown community. George is also the voice director and part time actor for that as well. as well as like everyone from the Dead House Sonata cast. Apparently he's migrated over to Hunt Showdown as well. Thank you, George. Um, and and he does the trailers narration for literally the past couple of events has been George. Ledoux I've been listening to them because uh, Calypso and it's linked awesome. me. It's awesome. Yeah, they're they're rad, dude. Like props to, I, I've got to say, Dead House did it first, but Hunt Showdown is following up pretty well with its deep, if Lovecrafty and free stuff. If someone does it well, it's good to take inspiration. It's not copying, it's inspired by it. It's how we get some of the best artwork. Because imagine if yeah. no one done that, if no one done the like inspired by stuff. Because like that's even how Lovecraft started. All of his friends, oh, yeah, and friends, stuff, they were all yeah. like sharing the universe where they were all writing different stories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it well. And sorry, Tim, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry. Uh, so blah, blah, blah. Oh, look oh, at that. Oh, yeah, a hey, bot. We're doing well. We got a bot. We, we did good. Uh, correct do, company do, 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 to do, die do, for. Do, 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 you may just have to raise your rights back up with the dial job. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, George, you're doing Dead House until you're like 80 years old. And, ev and eventually, in 30 years, when they finally decide to make Dead House Sonata 2 or something, and George is 90. He'll be like, okay, please stop. <laughs> no, I can't imagine George would ever turn down work. Oh, but the hunting. I'm afraid to get into Hunt Showdown. Dude, I would say. It seems like one of those things where I will sink way too much time. Like, I, I'm struggling to keep up with what I've got already. Like, two. I mean, if you're. I'd say if what? you're playing Diablo 4 already, you don't need to get into Hunt no, Showdown. Diablo Diablo is my casual game. 
So like for me, Diablo is what I play when I don't want to really play anything. You just want to like tune out for a little while and like run dungeons. What I've been playing a lot lately is again, Monster Hunter Rise and Dark Tide. Mm -hmm. Warhammer 40k Dark Dark Tide. Tide. I love that. It's just, it's Vermintide in the 40k universe. So if you know what Vermintide is, it's literally the exact same thing, only like instead of swords, it's guns. But it's the same thing. You know, it's a a horde shooter, extraction shooter type thing. It's just um, really great. The music in it is amazing. Gosh, what was it? It was a, it was, was it Darktide or was, it was this one who came out a couple years ago. It was by um, Hunchout on Lore is nearly as ridiculously deep as Dead House. It, See, and like, don't get me wrong. I love me some online games and some co-op games, but like the lore in Hunt Showdown and Dead House really makes me want to have single player campaigns, story modes. You know what I mean? Like the lore in Hunt Showdown is so good, but at the end of the day, it's a really sweaty extraction shooter that you, that the skill gap is insane. You can spend thousands of hours playing Mm -hmm. Hunt Showdown and you know, not be any better. Um, eventually, I want to buy physical <laughs> copies of all the and have it on my shelf. That's me in most games, Calypso. Yeah, so like, spend uh, hundreds of hours in it and not get any better. More dude, no, I think I've had Hunt Showdown since early access back in like 2018 or something, and I am still a 0.4 KD ratio. So uh, I'll pass along <laughs> your wishes, Calypso. Yes, please, please, George, please, or at least you know, give me more stories, man. Like to convince the convince the hunt team to write you know, or radio dramas and do a dead house. No, because I don't think the lore should be locked behind events, which it is right now. It should be little podcasts like dead house Sonata because who doesn't want wild West Lovecraft crap? Like, come on, dude. It's awesome. Surely after the event ends, they put those up online. Do they? No, they don't No. Oh, they should to keep everyone. I know. Like there's a lot of people, prime example, like one of the things I've seen about that. And again, not being done to the fullest extent, People that are big into Warhammer 40k, but they don't like the tabletop game. Maybe they don't have the money for the models. You know, there's a lot of issues around that. That's the only reason. But like, they like reading the books and they love the lore and like getting into all of that side. So like, you should have access to people who are fans of your universe, even if they're not like that. Because maybe that'll get them to play the game. Yeah, like wild. maybe if you can get into the lore and you're like, oh, this is a hunt showdown. This is awesome. Hey, I'm just gonna pick this up. This is upset. Oh, I'm gonna pick this sucks. up. And play it. I, this, some company licensed Hunt Showdown for animation, but never did anything with it. The license just ended. Oh, crap. I really That's... hope that wasn't the TV. Se- There's supposed to be a live action or some sort of TV series on Peacock for Hunt mm-hmm. Showdown. This was a couple years ago during, uh, you know, the zombie virus outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never, it's it hasn't materialized at all. And apparently George just said an animation license just passed. Like, no, it, it pisses me off that like, the Hunt Showdown lore is only tied behind you. They're locked away forever once uh, it's gone. Now, there are community members like me and others have just taken it and posted it on YouTube. Um, there is the wiki as well, but like I want it forever. You know, I want to be able to just pull it up and listen to it whenever I want. But um, that's what you get. You know how this works, though, right? Oh, so I know. I know. something like, let's just say, and I'm probably fairly certain I understand what happened here, although I could be wildly off the mark as well. The Witcher got popular and they were mm-hmm. like, quick, buy up the rights to every video game. 
and companies were like scrambling what's popular what are people playing pull up the steam charts oh the hunt showdown you know and like you know it fell into that thing so they just licensed it and never got to use it which is funny because i can guarantee you as calypso has mentioned it right there there is probably about 10 different studios with maybe 30 different directors who would love the opportunity to get their claws into like the hunt showdown or something in regards to a live action or animated or something like oh, that. yeah like they would love it and they wouldn't and they would do it right they wouldn't even try to adapt anything or change anything just like lit take it literally out of its game and show you like the other side of missions the other side of the world the, yeah the things that aren't seen by the player you know yeah. and uh, give more life and fuel to what's already happening that's what i like about dead house uh is that oh, what's this Hunt Showdown could totally work as a TV show. Every episode could easily be standalone. Yes, every character don't even have to remember uh, what the last rounds were. You could have cameos like Nick Cage playing here and there. Hunt, see that's the thing. All right, I'm so sorry we veered off this off the topic of of Dead House for a second, guys. We do it all the time. It's fine. We do it all the time. Is that with with Hunt Showdown lore? It's like, um, imagine uh, like one of your favorite characters, a cowboy character or whatever. Put them with zombies and giant chicken monsters, um, and then have them fight it out or whatever. It's it's an extraction shooter and everything, but but like the the TV series be a anthology. Each episode or each season is different, following a couple of key characters. Explaining American horror story style. American American horror story style, but you're in Louisiana in the 1800s, and you're cowboys and you're killing chicken monsters and zombies. And there's Lovecraftian happenings going on with like a weird embodiment of Satan who's not the devil or whatever, leading everything to, to start. You just came out with a great trip. idea there as well, and I don't think you realized it. No, what did I, what? Take that exact same premise and just make a Dead by Daylight TV show. Every yeah. episode is around. You've got five people trying to survive against the killer. And then, like the lore, like the guys can be finding out the lore about the character. You can have exposition and all like that. They're all one shots. They're all easily done, half hour each. Yeah, they all. Yeah. E and then it's a coin toss of who dies, who's because then it's completely unpredictable. Because you can't tell mm -hmm. if they'll all survive if none of them are surviving. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll do one better. Uh, oh, it's a fanfic. It's a fanfic plot. What's a topic? Yeah, guys, we don't really stay on topic uh -oh. on these things. Um, we no, stay uh, around it and adjacent to someone, it. Someone, was it Tem? Tem, did you mention physical copies? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tem mentioned physical copies of all the lore. I know Dennis or someone official said in the past that they want to do physical books of the the of the dead house yeah, Bible wasn't there going to be a necro lore and everything i think so yeah. but that's going to come way later down along the lines in the future and that's only going to be audience um sp audience specific uh demand so i'm sure that there's going to be like a kickstarter or something of do you want a physical pro copy of you know the, the bible and like because i know the people who backed like me early way 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 a couple years ago that there's was physical art book and a physical yeah. tarot deck or something that's yep. still coming um yep. but not for a long time not mm -hmm. for a long time uh, like a few million dollars per episode you see that's the thing you don't problem with hollywood is 
And knowing, having background in that kind of stuff, you don't need a million dollars or a couple of million dollar budget to make something good. Some of the best movies and TV shows have a budget of a thousand something dollars. You want to know what the budget for John Wick 1 was? Like $14,000, not even a million bucks. And it made a million dollars. And blah, blah, what blah, I think is hilarious about Hollywood is Hollywood has this weird thing where it derides horror and people look down on horror and they hate horror, but it's the only genre that knocks it out of the park every single time. Yeah. Because like you'll get, the, they'll make like The Nun 2 or a Friday the 13th or a Halloween. And it's like, ah, eh, we don't want to spend a whole lot of money on this. Spend like three, four million dollars. No. And then it'll bring in 70. No, you know? get this. Statistically, check this out. I'm, uh, statistically every year, every year for the past, you know, hundred years since film has been a thing. Um, horror is the most released genre film yep. in all of Hollywood every single year, every it, single year, horror films are there. There's more horror films in a year than there are comedy films, drama films. Um, and stuff if you like compare that. them to their budget versus their profit, they do way better than everything all the time how do you pay for the how do you pay for john Wick budget if the budget was only fourteen thousand dollars? you know he done that as a favor oh yeah he totally did it as a favor it was his friend no like, way there's no way the budget was that low with him with Keanu yeah and actually <laughs> what was the official budget of john wick i have to look this but up he's now, like he's like really such low. a good guy like keanu reeves is like such a good guy i could imagine like this like director going hey could you do me a favor they're finally letting me direct my own movie would you be in it all right, I was wrong. So the budget for John Wick one was twenty to thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's now, nothing for a movie. That's that's nothing that's for not, a film. That's, that's like, like yeah. you can't you can't release like just to get something out the door. You start at six million. Like that's that's like basic like indie horror film level of stuff. The principal photography began on October 7, 2013 on a 20 to 30 million budget in and around New York City, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. That's and probably when I, right. When I visited New York a couple of years ago for <coughs> my birthday, I right. went to all the places they filmed John Wick 1 and stuff at. The hotel, the hotel, the interior of the hotel that uh, in the John Wick series is actually the school I went to for college. Oh, really? Yeah. So they just repurposed it. Uh, the school I went to was next to a bank. They repurposed the interior of the bank to be the interior of the hotel. The mm, actual on, hotel that they used, the outside part of it, is a vegan restaurant. <laughs> um, and then uh, the subway scenes, all the subway scenes were shot by the World Trade Center subway station. Um, just just re-changed. That's really it. cool. That's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Little background on you there, yeah. Calypso. Tem says that paranormal one was super cheap to make and was a cult class. There's loads of them are like the Blair Witch. Like a lot yeah, of these yeah. ones were done on like what would be considered by mainstream Hollywood as shoestring budgets, but they're still like 10 million, but they make like 70, 80 million. So like percentage. Oh yeah, no, one of my favorite film series, even though I haven't watched it in a couple of years, the VHS horror film series. Those you are made on, on shoestring. Those those are those are made on shoestring budgets. There's like zero money going into those movies, mm -hmm. but they make a crap ton of money. Um, all horror does. All horror yeah, makes. All horror makes does. Absolute ton Dude, of cash. Even though, even if think, it's a flop, it'll still double its budget. Yeah. What was least. that? Uh, that baller Dracula film, Last Voyage of the of the Demeter, earlier this yeah. year. I, I think got to see uh, that. Yeah. Made so much, like made money for itself. But it flopped. You know what I mean? 
Even ah, well, that's Hollywood. that's creative Hollywood. Oh, it flopped because they wouldn't yeah. write it off for tax. But I mean, yeah. it still made its money. You know, they all I'm, do. I'm There's excited that for the new Nosferatu Dracula. remake. Yeah, yeah, Nosferatu. The, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. The, by the guy who did uh, the Northman, the, yeah. no, the Northman, and the Witch and Lighthouse, and he's made banger after banger. So I'm pretty sure his Nosferatu is gonna be good. People love people a good love vampire them. horror movie. Hell yeah, of they course. do. Hell yeah. People I love, want what I desperately classic. want. I want a, a live action Dead House series. And I don't, it doesn't need to be long as hell. I'm literally talking three minute shorts of like art house bullshit, no dialogue. George, George, are you willing? Are you willing Alaric. to sit in? Are you willing to sit in makeup for five hours, George, to be Alaric? Yeah. No, you don't even need to sit him in makeup. Just give him some red contacts that don't mess with your eyeballs, George, and you're good to go. You already, stuff. you're already pasty and old. So. <laughs> Oof! Shots fired, but true. The modern audience don't don't uh but the modern audiences don't watch movies they just complain on twitter Agreed. and tiktok and tiktok and tiktok it's only getting worse i'm too old for tiktok i've stayed away from that i'll never really i downloaded that. it just because all my friends got me to download it and then i deleted it like a day after <laughs> i just couldn't do it it just it, it seems like it's an add machine it was just oh, like, no, it flick, totally flick, 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 flick. Like people, that like the videos are like 30 seconds and people don't even watch the full videos. Um, it's, it's Vine and all the, it's Vine and all the shorts and stuff. Just it's the modern platform. incarnation. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm like, one of those long form YouTube content people. I like watching like 20 minute or longer YouTube videos, especially mm -hmm. if you get like guys that like sit and discuss and stuff and all like that, like discussing lore and all like that. I watch for an hour. Like, but yeah. then again, isn't it funny? The sweet spot for stuff like that is half an hour. And that's about the length of time the TV used to be. So we're yeah. still kind of in there. Three plus hour podcasts. I have no idea how people do that. Three like plus we hour. easily take over an hour. We yeah. just did it now. But when, when we started, when we started this, we did half an hour, 45 minutes tops. And then I think we went to an hour just because 30 minutes felt too quick to talk. And about then it. we just talked a lot. And then we just talk about it. <laughs> and like, uh, I think that's the, but see, that's the great thing about like podcasts or just subjects in general is that you build a community, you have a community thing and you like whatever you're talking about. So, uh, if you've been listening to, uh, the radio plays, that's been the of damned Bye, everyone. No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, dead house Sonata definitely trying to get us back on topic. I think needs to. Well, I mean, it doesn't need to do anything. It's already doing what it does well. Um, look at it this way. When this episode when this episode started, we talked about Alaric, and now we just talked about John McQuan's budget. So, yes, we go through everything, and I try to get us back on track just a little bit. Um, but what are all your guys' predictions for episode two? Me and Mike have already talked about what ours are going to be uh, extensively. George has kind of hinted, given us a couple of hints of what's going to happen. Uh, without spoiling anything, but what are all of your guys' topics? If you guys are watching this on YouTube, don't worry. I've already edited all this crap and thrown in all the voice clips and audio drama stuff of what we're talking about. Um, I've probably cut out some of the, the fat of us talking about stuff. Um, and yes, nah, please, leave it in. If leave you're it watching in. We'll this, live. <laughs> if you're watching this, uh, what are your what are your uh, predictions down below uh, in the comments? What's, what's the one? Yeah, what let us think. know down in the comments. Get that yes. engagement going. We only, we only want that for the algorithm. Don't, <laughs> don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and yada yada other social media stuff. If, social if things. We get, 
If we get a talking vampire in, I'm going to have him just spew all the end crap. I'm for working us, so on getting the talking vampire. We had the Revenant King. I'm working on the vampire. The vampire should be very soon. It's just trying to make sure that he's awake at night. <laughs> you know, on the right nights and not getting a vampire up during the daytime can be difficult. Quite difficult. I have to catch the YouTube version. I've missed most of this. Ah, that's no problem, oh. George. We can annoy you all day on YouTube. Yep, 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 yep. But Don't worry, George. On this track, Calypso, there is just deep lore. Deep lore. It's very. It's. Don't worry. I'll have this episode to Mike to throw up and everything later today because it's early where I am. So, well, by early I mean it's like two p.m. now. Yeah, Calypso um, went to so Sin yeah, City now. So, yes, I. Uh, bye bye. Sorry, are the days of Florida sorry we've man. been away. Sorry, we've been away for quite a while, guys. I was moving and traveling and resituating my entire life. So now we are uh back and better than ever hopefully it's literally 2300 <laughs> here go to bed tam jeez calypso you need to see to see uh go down to that big uh ball that they've got going on down Dude, there and see if we get I, dead house okay, on it get I'm, I'm blind i'm officially blind everyone knows this about me i can't see five feet in front of my face but when we were on the airplane coming back into vegas from uh vacation i could see the sphere all the way up from a thousand feet in the air and i can't see shit but i could see the damn sphere when i could see it change color glowing it's beyond it's bigger than you would think it is especially if you can yes i did i abandoned florida i am no longer florida man i have thoughts on the calypso protocol um, <laughs> dlc for another discussion i have all the footage i'm working on a review for it now I really liked the Callisto protocol, but it's uh, fortunately it doesn't seem like we're getting a sequel or another version of it, but that's another thing. But yeah. <laughs> so I can see this fear from I can see this fear from uh from a twenty thousand feet. <laughs> yeah, from twenty thousand feet. It's insane. Take care, George. Thanks for dropping in. Thank you, George, in. for stopping legend. by. Yes, thank you, George. Yeah, so that's that's where I've been, guys. Sorry I've moved. <laughs> um, and now I'm here. Now, so, here's the question. Is it hotter there? No. Right now, uh, it's cold, actually. It is winter here, and winter, it becomes 58 degrees or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius for you guys. 39 degrees? I don't know. Um, and then at nighttime, it drops down to like 40. So it gets really That's chilly. That's still too hot. That's not, still Florida, too hot. not Florida at all. Florida. Florida is still like 60 or 70. Um, it's so comfortable, I guess, in Florida, but there's all the humidity in Florida that I just hate. Um, we had three centimeters of snow today where I live. That's cool. There's no snow here. <laughs> you <laughs> Not ain't in Vegas. got a snowball's chance in Vegas, son. <laughs> nope. I think it snowed once, like 100 years ago in Vegas, and that was five seconds. Oh, it snowed three times last year in Vegas for five seconds. I remember there was some weird storm there a few years ago and it snowed in Texas and there were people literally selling like Texas yeah. snowballs and ice coolers. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's uh there is reported it snowed, snowed in Louisiana in like 1850. I only know that because everyone on hunt showdown has been talking about a snow map and they're like, well, we can use this as like a historical reference. So maybe, I don't know. The Gators must've freaked out. Dude, totally. <laughs> the gators totally. and the snakes. What, what the hell happened? Why is the ground cold? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I move above the water? 
<laughs> oh no, the water's frozen. Yeah, over. so we're we're probably going to be wrapping it up at that, guys. Yeah. And the good side is we'll be seeing about sorting a vampire to join yeah. us soon. And also, that. that means, and I can say it, not that I couldn't ever say it, because I think most people could infer such a thing but dennis did confirm it so i can actually talk about it about uh, a certain upcoming other episode of the radio play not that anyone doubted there was but he said when he's saying yeah the new chronicle he even mentions the name of it i'm not going to mention it here you'll need to join the deadhouse discord for that one yep. but uh, there's a little uh hint at what it's about Hmm. And it'll be coming very soon. And I'm pretty sure you can probably guess by the date of the last one when the next one's probably going to be. You'll be able to check on our social channels anyway because we will yep. be spouting everything. So for anyone else going through the good old uh, shilling as we do, don't forget to check out deadhousesonata.com. Mm -hmm. And you can also check them out on the Twitter or X or whatever. I never know what way to say that anymore. Do we call it Twitter still, or do yeah, we call it it's X? Twitter? Ever Twitter? It's forever Twitter. Do we I'll call it the call social it. media for the, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I identify. I identify as X or Twitter. <laughs> God, uh, Dead House Game. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter on Twitter X. Um, you can Dead follow House us absolutely on, everywhere. We've yes, got Twitch, Twitch, Dead House Whispers, Twitch, Dead House Whispers on Twitter at Dead House Whispers on YouTube. We are everywhere. He has an Instagram that I promise yes. oh, I'll yes, keep updated Instagram now. At Deadhouse Whispers on Instagram. I've also started updating my Instagram again as well after like three years. Um, and, and yes, at Deadhouse Whispers YouTube. on YouTube. Yes. So that's yes. where all this stuff is going to be. And don't forget, you can also follow Calypso. Yes. You can follow uh, me on uh, Twitter at Necrolibriatus. That's where I usually post all my Deadhouse stuff. Uh, you can follow Faceless Mike at the Faceless Mike on Twitter definitely going to get our talking vampire to do all this crap for us um and you can follow <laughs> everything and everyone dead house not related just by googling it and you'll find it and we are there people uh yeah and with all of that said i hope you enjoyed this long-winded episode of the <laughs> damned inquisitor uh thanks for everybody stopping by uh and we will see you in the next one it was good to be back guys we'll see you it's later. good to be back <laughs> Thank you. Much appreciation from us, yes, for listening to Deadhouse Whispers.